just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show Bro presented by the CLHACC Nonprofit Foundation I am your host Marcus as I am every single time and with me my partner in crime the Wesley Pearson to my Andre Miller uh, Ryan <laughs> Ryan buddy Man, how's it I love going these analogies <laughs> That's like nine. That's like late nineties calves right there. Late nineties, two thousand one, two thousand one, two thousand two. All righty. Yep. Give me the I'm, positions. I know Andre Miller was a point guard. Mm-hmm. Wesley Pearson. He's either a shooting guard or a small forward. I'll take either. I'll take either. Is it, <laughs> yeah. The answer correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. I, honestly, I don't know. I just have the names. I, I I always trust that you have it correct right there. So, um, we're back. Uh, ready to get after it, um, energized, Ryan, I think this is going to be the first episode we've done together. That is, there's no football. We're, I, we're not going to talk a single yeah. aspect of football, not even I for think a second. Absolutely right. No college football. World. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's, it's almost like, um, but it is, it is still a good time. Like I, I, and I know because we're both, and this is going to be, I, I told Ryan I'd preface this episode with everybody. This is going to be a me and Ryan teach each other episode because to be fair, I think that we both have our strengths in Ryan. You follow the NBA way more than I follow the NBA, like way, way more. And on the flip side, I follow college basketball way, way more than you follow, follow college basketball. Just yes. like, like throughout the football season, I should say that because now, yeah. I'm going to start picking up more NBA because there is no NFL. So Sundays I kind of dedicate fully to watching NBA basketball and the same with you. I'm sure on Saturdays, um, you know, watching a bunch of college football. So, uh, but we kind of get right with that. Um, so we have topics, all basketball, huge basketball show, Ryan, you wanted to start in the league. So I'm fine with starting with the association. You wanted to bring up the New York Knicks. Go ahead and lead us in. All righty. So the Knicks, you know, they're a mess right now. And there's really – there are a lot of reasons why, but there's really one main reason that ties into everything else. It's their head coach, Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. And Thibodeau, I think he's a great coach. There's no denying it. I think players love him. I mean, the fact that everywhere he's been, he's had Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson with him. And I'll mm-hmm. get back to Taj Gibson here in a little bit. But he does this everywhere he's been. He does a really good job of when he gets to a place. He does a good job of making the team improve really fast. But his style kind of wears on people. He's a great defensive-minded coach. 
but the Knicks do not, don't really have much of an offense at all. Like he's a defensive minded coach in an offensive minded league. Like mm-hmm. I still think he's a great coach, but he's going to have to make, he's going to have to adjust. Like, you know, it, it's, I feel like he's just too stubborn. It's my way or the highway sort of thing, but I think he's kind of holding them back because like, look, the Knicks made the playoffs last year. And I think the Knicks, they got probably one of the best fan bases in the NBA, if not all of sports. Like, mm-hmm. It's, I think it's good for the league when the Knicks are good. Like, you saw how crazy those playoff crowds were at the Garden. Oh, yeah. The buzz the buzz around the NBA was better last year because of the yes. Knicks. It was crazy. And honestly, that Knicks team kind of – they overachieved last year. Like, they had a lot of veterans. And the strength of their team was obviously their defense. But Julius Randle had a career year. You know, he was moved, one most improved player. He, and he basically ran their offense. He was their point – he's basically a point mm-hmm. forward. But since they overachieved, they tried to, you know, they made, I don't want to call them big splashes, but, you know, they got Kemba Walker. He's a mm-hmm. guy from New York, and they brought in Evan Fournier. Neither of those signings have worked out. And the other thing that's really holding him back is the fact that uh, they, they, he's refused, he doesn't like to play. He prefers to play veterans over young guys. Like the Knicks have, and the fact that us being UD fans, you know, makes this topic mm-hmm. more relevant is they have Obi Toppin, who was their mm-hmm. first round pick a year ago who struggled last year a little bit because he was a rookie and he got injured like really early and he missed some time. And that's actually what opened the door to Julius Randle starting was getting hurt. And then, you know, but Toppin has actually been very productive this year in his fifth. He averages about 15 minutes a game. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing with Toppin and I make this same argument in football too, is like, like we saw live how awesome he was in college. yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a difference from going to playing St. Bonaventure to, yes. you know, playing the Charlotte the Hornets. Brooklyn, like, yeah, the Brooklyn yes. Nets. Yes. Even the Brooklyn Nets without KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons is still better yes. than St. Bonaventure. Yes, it's, a, it's different. But I do – I agree with you. I've seen a lot uh, – I've seen better things from him this year. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Like, he's freakishly athletic. He can, he can handle the ball so he can create his own shot. He can knock down the three. Okay. He hasn't been very consistent with his outside shot, but he's still been a bright spot for them. Mm-hmm. The other one is Emmanuel quickly, who was their other first round pick last year. And he had some very good success in the playoffs a year ago, but you know, the fact that like a 36 year old Taj Gibson is averaging more minutes than Obi Toppin is like, mm-hmm. that's t- like, why, why is that happening? Like, and the Knicks were wondering why they couldn't make any trades. Well, you're not playing any of your young guys and they're not developing it's not like they're not developing. It's like Thibodeau's not giving them the chance to develop. Like they traded for Cam Reddish, who I think is a good player. Like, you, cause he, remember, he was at Duke with Zion Williamson and RJ yeah. Barrett. And you could argue that he was maybe more talented than Zion and RJ Barrett. And I don't think the Knicks do have RJ Barrett. Yeah. But I'll get to him in just a second. But he's, I guess, Tom Thibodeau didn't want to make that, them the trade for him. And, uh, Cam Reddish, he wanted out of Atlanta just more because he wanted a, a bigger role because I think Atlanta had a lot of young – they had too many mouths to feed, basically, mm-hmm. like that analogy. Yeah. But it's like, I think he's a good young player, and he's just not playing him because he'd mm-hmm. rather play Alec Burks, who's not playing well at all. Like, And the other thing with Thibodeau is he doesn't – like when I say that his style just wears on people, it's just that he doesn't really use his bench. He kind of overplays his starters. He just wears them down by the postseason or just they get injured, hence – R.J. Barrett got injured the other night just playing 35 minutes mm-hmm. and in a blowout. But, you know, they blew a 28-point lead yesterday. Like, as great of a defensive team as they are, they really have no offense. Yeah. Like, they yeah. don't really have any good – like, 
because I didn't realize this. I guess Thibodeau was on the Celtics staff when they won the uh, Paul Pierce won his only championship in 08 mm-hmm. with Doc Rivers. He was the quote unquote their defensive coach. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with playing like obviously defensively in an offensive minded league, but you got to have guys who can do something offensively. Like Julius Randle has great. He was last year. He's regressed this year, mm-hmm. and the, the Knicks are just a mess. And I, I think. A lot of it was because they overachieved last year and they thought maybe that they were farther along than what they were. Yeah. Sort of thing. And maybe they're expecting their young guys to take the next step, but Thibodeau is not giving them that chance. Yeah. And, and to build off what you said, like you said, Thibodeau, everywhere he's gone, he's had that same kind of thing where, where we saw it with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. We saw it with the Timberwolves uh, or the Timber Bulls at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, I mean, we, we are seeing it in New York, and I think you are right. Like he is, he is a good coach. He obviously is a good enough coach that he's gotten three different stops. Right. Um, and and he's like you said, probably in the a top three biggest market in the league right now. Yes. Um, or of all time. Like you go, uh, you, like New uh, New York's like the basketball mecca of the world, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so uh, and and. I just don't know, like, if you're the Knicks and you have, like, this talent, like, then what do you do? Like, do you move exactly. on from him or, like, but then you tell yourself, well, the Knicks have been awful for years. Like, even when they had mellow, they weren't great. Yeah. Um, no. And so, like. like they've won one playoff series since 2000, and that was when they had mellow. Yeah. So, like, like, do you just say, okay, we know that this guy has faults, but maybe we keep him around because he's the, like it's the best we've been. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is the other thing, like with the Knicks, New York is like LA, like the Knicks and Lakers. And I guess, well, the Clippers aren't the Lakers when it comes to like, historically they don't, I mean, the Lakers have, but mm. more recently they, they're the type of team where they don't, they don't really need to worry about developing young talent. Cause they can just, they, they go out and they try to make the big splashes mm-hmm. in free because guys want to play in the big markets, whether it's New York or LA mm-hmm. and you know, the Knicks, I think they had some trail on the table with the Lakers that didn't work out because I think because of the Knicks wanted two first round picks or something. Yeah. But one of the reasons the Knicks didn't make any trades is the fact that nobody really wanted. Like, if, I'm I'm not saying that they were interested in trading mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, but it's like he hasn't developed to where they wanted wanted him to to where a team would be interested in like giving up. Oh. Uh, uh, McCollum yes, I was gonna like say that. I was gonna say like a B plus A minus guy. Yeah, on a team. I know yeah. they were interested in CJ McCollum, and yeah. it's not like that. Obi's not capable of that. It's just he's not getting the chance to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I I have heard you look at a lot of like it like the minutes that he plays his guys mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, like especially his starters. He just yeah he just wears them down. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of rest throughout the regular season for any of those no. any of those guys at all. So. uh yeah, I don't know. Like, so what What do you think the move is for the Knicks moving forward? Like, like, well, I wouldn't call the Knicks a stable franchise because how many head coaches have they had probably this past decade? So even though he was coach of the year last year, I don't think they have any issue with pulling the plug on them real quick. Now, yeah. I know their uh, team president or there's pre- a guy named Leon Rose who was a former agent for a while, and he was Thibodeau's agent before he got the job before he was hired as the team president. And that's probably one of the reasons why he hired Thibodeau because of their past relationship. And yeah. does that make you wonder, does he have some sort of emotional attachment just because of they've known each other, but he doesn't want to let him go right away Yeah, or just kind of like not panic. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. 
yeah, let it let it breathe. And so, but the but to to your point, I think that the NBA even more than the NFL, they will they will pull the plug fast on coaches. Yes. Like coaches do not last long. Mm-hmm. If you're not having success, it's not. I mean, look at look at a guy like Frank Vogel. Like yeah, like and 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 we'll transition to them in a second. Mm-hmm. But like, you look at a guy like Vogel who uh won a championship two years ago, and now mm-hmm. it's like now we're gonna he was fire. Very good in Indiana. Yes, too, like yes. For a while. Uh, remember he was in with Indiana when it was Paul Pierce or not Paul Pierce, Paul George and uh, yeah, um, like Lance Stevenson, Roy yes, Albert, yes, David yeah. West. Like they were number the one in the East. Went like toe to toe with the Heat in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were number one in the East. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the league, the NBA moves so fast that, like, especially I w- when you're like a big market, too, mm-hmm. where that, there's more pressure to win just because, you know, you have all, you have like all the assets. Mm-hmm. So you can almost, you can almost get anybody to come play in New York or LA because guys are going to want to play in, in the bigger market, sort of. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So uh, we already brought them up. The Los Angeles Lakers. So, the Lakers last night win a big game. Now they they win and then they lose at the same time, and we'll get to that in a second. But yes, I'm going to be honest with you. As a, I'm going to call I'm going to call it what I am anymore. I'm more of a you know backseat Lakers fan. Of all of the teams that I like, the Lakers are definitely not the top priority, even a little bit. Um, but if you look at the games that and they, they beat the Utah Jazz. So if you look at the games that, that the Jazz have played within February, they beat Brooklyn at home, covered. They beat the aforementioned Knicks at home, covered. Beat the Golden State Warriors at home, covered. Uh, beat the Orlando Magic at home, covered. And then beat Houston at home and covered too. Um, this was the first game in February that they've had to leave Utah and then go to LA, but I I was convinced because I've I've seen enough Lakers scores and enough of like you know I've been able to follow enough this year to know that mm-hmm. this is a team that is extremely volatile and inconsistent. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, you now have Anthony Davis going out again with with an injury. So Ryan, go ahead. And, look good either. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and take it from here. Yeah. So Anthony Davis, I think he is more important to that team than LeBron because as great as LeBron is, he's 37. And I think you're finally starting to see him uh I don't want to say break down, but I think more wear down a bit because he has a lot of mileage on him just from you know, he's almost probably like an extra seat extra couple seasons with how far he's gone in the playoffs throughout his career. Yeah. And, you know, he's what year 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 18. Yeah. Um so he can't like you. I don't think I don't think it's right for the, the Lakers to have to rely on LeBron to do everything at this point in his career, which is why AD is so important to them. Because not only can he, you know, take over a game, so he's also a great defender. He takes a lot of pressure off LeBron. Yeah. But yes, he just has issues. What's plagued him throughout his career is, and really also with his time with the Lakers, like the past years, is injuries. He he's can't like Charles Barkley's nickname "Street Clothes" is just. Mm-hmm. It's the joke that keeps on giving. Like, yes, it is. It's it's true. It's true. He can't. I think that, and I really think that besides that bubble year where they won, he hasn't yeah. been 
super impressive he, as a Laker. They don't win that title without him. He, no. His defense was great throughout the series. And he, mm-hmm. he in one of the playoffs, it might have been one of the finals games, he had like a three at the buzzer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember who it was against, but I, I remember watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and so he is very, very important. And, and if you take LeBron and AD off that team, it they're bums. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, you don't have a ton. I mean, you have a, an older, older Carmelo. Um, Who's not the same Carmelo of no. five, six, seven years ago. No, not even not even the same guy. So, uh, you, you have Russ is just – him and LeBron just aren't a good fit together. I just have – so, can I, can I, can I kind of go off about Russell Westbrook Absolutely. for a second? Go right ahead. And I, I, and I want to – I'm going to shout him out again. A lot of my basketball knowledge that I get – is from Ryan Rossillo. Um, so he is really good. And I like his basketball coverage and everything he does. He was talking on uh, his Wednesday show about usage rate and, and how mm-hmm. usage rate works in the NBA. And yeah. Russell, Russell Westbrook, I think, has three of the top 10 or 15 usage rate seasons ever. Um, yeah. And we've said it from the get-go. Him and LeBron are not going to work because they're both ball-dominant guys. Now, I think if you drop Westbrook on a team that is just randoms, like just normal NBA guys, and I shouldn't say that because NBA guys are are incredible athletes. I I, I get what you're You know what I mean. You put them on a team without another superstar. The rest of the guys are B-plus to C-minus players, Okay. He's going to go out and he's going to do what he does. Like, he is athletic like the enough. He won MVP. Yes. Like, the year after KD. Like, like, I don't think anybody expected that team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was so much fun to watch that year. And I think I think it's because he does not take nights off. Like, no, he is. He put, there is not, name a player who, in any sport, who goes as hard as Russell Westbrook does. No. He, he, he gets as criticized as yes. much as he does. It, I mean, some it's, of it's warranted, but still, like, he goes 150% every night uh, mm-hmm. every single play and he's not and I, i'm not making this analogy because they're, they're the same player but he's got that same like i'm gonna come after you like kobe bryant like that same like yes i'm going to attack you no matter what like kobe bryant. now yes. they're not the same player at all because kobe's a lot more or was a lot more methodical in the way that he played mm-hmm. the game and Absolutely. and would pick his spots and stuff like that where westbrook is go 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 and he can make guys around him, like I said, that are B to C players better with his play. Right. Now, I, I, I agree. You stick him on a team like the Lakers, who have two A to A plus guys, and you almost have to stop and say, whoa, we have to change something. Like something's right. got to change here. And the off-ball movement's got to be better. Like exactly. you, ha- you have he, to learn. He doesn't really move without the ball. No. He's, not a, he's not really a consistent shooter. Like He's the type of guy. He's very streak. He's a, he's a streaky shooter. Mm-hmm. If he's right, you know, he can either knock everything down or he just throws up a bunch of bricks. Yes. Um, There's really no in between with Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And and you you would have had to figure like like the best players in the league historically are going to like okay look at LeBron. LeBron mm-hmm. I think is a really good example. Now LeBron's unfair because he's top two maybe top player of all time, mm-hmm. but LeBron early on did not have as well of a – it's fair to criticize his three-point to far mid-range jump shot. Like, yes. you know what I mean? He's um, never really been a consistent – like, had a consistent jump shot. That's really mm-hmm. one of the only down – like, I guess, flaws in his game. And 
And he's never been a great free throw shooter. But as his career has gone on, you can see the development of his three-point shot becoming better. Yes. Because he knows that that drive to the basket is going to get crashed on. So Mm -hmm. his ability to then make them have to play closer to then get by. Right. Westbrook, it doesn't look like there's ever been any attempt to work on that at all whatsoever. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else with the Lakers? Well, we brought up Frank Vogel. Like, I think he's he's. It's unfair to make him the scapegoat because it's like, who are you going to give that's going to do any better with that roster? Like, yeah, this I, is the thing that kind of annoys me. Like, you know, good and damn well, if LeBron were still on the Cavs and the Cavs were playing like this, I can already hear Stephen A. Smith get him out of Cleveland. They don't deserve him. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like they literally LeBron went to Rob Polinka at the trade deadline. And say, hey, we gotta make some moves to improve the team. They did nothing. Yeah. Like he did that in 2018, his last year at the Cavs, and the Cavs went out there and like almost reshaped their half their roster. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like that the Lakers, it's LA and it's kind of like you know you have LeBron for more years. There's just not that sense of urgency that like the Cavs, because you were afraid it was basically you you knew he was most likely gonna leave unless if you won the title. So it's like you had to do anything to win the title. Yeah. Like, he almost he almost like was holding them hostage, if basically, if you want to use that analogy. Yeah, and I think I think you are right. Where it is, um, like there's something to be said about a small market like Cleveland mm-hmm. is going to do whatever they can to keep a guy like yes. that around. Where LA is like, we're LA, like we, like yeah. like you said. I think you put it perfectly. Like we can attract more superstars here mm-hmm. now. None of them are going to be LeBron level, you know. Right, LeBron, but yeah. I get what you're saying. And so I, I've i never liked the – unless a head coach is actually bad, I've never liked the head coach scapegoat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Because I, I think in the Tom Thibodeau situation, he is the problem. It's not – it's just stuff that he's not willing to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing a 36-year-old Taj Gibson, heavy minutes when you have an Obi Toppin, who mm-hmm. whenever he plays, he seems to – his plus minus, they're like plus 25 when he's on the court yeah. sort of thing. Emmanuel quickly, like when, when, when him and quickly are on the court, things happen. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get fresh legs too. Like it, like mm-hmm. that just helps out as well. And, and you had brought up a, uh, a, a, a good hypothetical before we had gotten on. Do you want to go into that one about the Lakers? Well, about true. Anthony Davis? Oh yeah. The yeah, off season? yeah. I yeah. forgot. I think they're going to have to trade him. Like, because they have no assets and they have really no cap space. So they really have no other way of improving their team. And Anthony Davis is what, uh, like 28, mm-hmm. 27, Some, 28, somewhere up 29. There, yeah. I feel like you could get something for him. Maybe not as much as what they gave up to get him, which really wasn't much mm-hmm. just because of his injury history. But when healthy, he is still a very good, good and dominant mm-hmm. player. Yeah. I feel like AD, when his issue was he, Balked up and put on too much muscle this year because you can probably tell his shoulders look yeah. massive. Yeah, I think that's probably their only chance of really improving. Just because, I mean, what else can they do? Because trading Westbrook's not really going to get them anything. No, and they already thought about doing that, and they really didn't yeah. get what they wanted to get out of him, um, which is why they never made the move of the deadline. So, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I, AD's really the only way they can. The only but way I, they I would can go. I would be shocked that it would take it would have to take LeBron saying that he wants AD gone. And real realistically, LeBron is probably only going to be there for another 
two years, maybe he's a year. Under contract for one more year. Yes. Yeah, so maybe another year, and then I. Yeah, I don't I, know how much long, how much he's got left in the tank. LeBron's almost like Brady, where you just think he's going to play forever. Yes. Yeah. And he may retire. He may retire, like still at the top of his game, sort of thing, where it, it looks like he can play for another four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. And he he real- is having a good year. Like he's yeah, having he is he's he having is. stretches where he's playing really really well. Mm-hmm. And like he he did in the fourth quarter, like he had 15 of his 33 points there and helped lead the comeback. But it's like, can you rely on LeBron to do that every night at age 37? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what the real question is. Like he's yeah. he's not like 27 or you know Mm-mm. this isn't tw- 2012. It's 2022, like, and that's where having a lot more mileage on them. That's where having the deep bench would really help them mm-hmm. because if they did, mm-hmm. then they could, they could rest him a couple of, of of games and and get the legs under him, especially going in. But I don't even know where. Do you know where their seating is at right now? I think they're they're the nine seed still. Well, they, yeah. they were nine seed last night and they won, so yeah. they're in line to play in the playing game. Yeah, so, so their their ceiling might be what it was last year: playing game or just one and done. Yeah. Yeah, like there's really not much they could do. Like their roster, it's just too stinking old. Like they mm-hmm. have without their average age on the roster is like 35. Yeah, which is insane. Right, it's insane. And that's having LeBron, Melo, Trevor Ariza. Who was that? They had Rondo. I'm thankful mm-hmm. they sent him to Cleveland. <laughs> um, you know, Westbrook's not exactly young. He's like no. 32, 33. Yeah. Um, I mean, like AD is like their only like quote unquote young superstar. I mean, mm-hmm. Austin Reeves is showing potential. Like same with. Taylor Horton Tucker, who they offered to like the entire league. Yeah, which has got to make him feel good, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what you do if you're the Lakers. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else from the league that you can think of? I think we I think we got that covered. I mean, got that All Star break, so mm-hmm. they only have 24 games left after this, and I think things are gonna get real interesting. So yeah, should be Especially crazy. In the Eastern Conference should be crazy. Uh. And so speaking of that, okay, kind of transitioning, we're staying with the hard court, okay, uh, going to college. So going to preface this a little bit. You said only 24 games left that we said uh, yeah. in the season. I, I, think, I think that's how much the Cavs have left. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if every team's played the same amount at the all 24 to 26 probably yeah. right around there. Yeah, um, less than 30. I, I, I uh, got a text from Henry on Wednesday. Shout out, Henry. Uh, Love Dave. Need that, to him on the show. I know that on that day. So, so when this comes out, we have eight days until the first basketball conference tournament starts, um, which is insane Love to think that. about. Me too. The only it's good insane. thing, but I'm I'm actually really happy with him. I can I'm be yeah. sitting at home. Yes, it's like spring break all over again. You just <laughs> sit and watch those games all day. I know it's insane. Um, but uh, new segment here, and we may continue to do this on Fridays as long as uh, basketball is going. Um, especially college basketball. And I'm going to, before we get to the new segment, um, Ryan, I love college basketball Saturdays. Like obviously college football, college football Saturdays are king. It's king. It's so good. I think the one thing that is, I love the most about college basketball is there's more. The volume of games is so much more. So it's almost like sporadic that you have to keep up with everything. Um, Where college football, you can kind of, okay, we're set. We have, like, these three massive games that are going on, Mm -hmm. and then there's really no overlap. We're, like, in college basketball, it's, like, 12, 1, 2, 
two thirty, yeah. three, yeah. four, four thirty, five. And it's it's there's most just college basketball games are like two hours long. Yes. Basically. Uh, and so it, it 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 goes off pretty crazy. But um for these next couple Saturdays, uh college basketball speed dating. So just kind of going through um and we're gonna kind of just look at the games. Uh as of recording, and this is something that I, I guess you could find it elsewhere, but I use the action app to like see everything. Um, the consensus lines aren't out. So not, a, I'm going to kind of speculate on some of the lines too. And I may sound like an idiot later on, but Oh, well, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. So noon, we have a couple of really big games tipping off at noon on Saturday. Uh, Illinois goes to Michigan state. Now, Illinois is a completely different team with uh, Kofi Cokeburn out there. Um, yes. But Michigan State has also played a lot better down the stretch. I'm really interested to see what this line is. And I, I feel like Michigan State does it every year where they typically mm-hmm. start out slow and mm-hmm. they always play their best. But they always go on the runs in March. Yes. Like how yes. many Final Fours have they made within the past few years where nobody – I don't want to say they did it like unexpectedly. Like they weren't like a quote-unquote Cinderella team, but they mm-hmm. surprised a lot of people that, that, that they made it that far. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so they, they're, they're really, they're like crazy athletic. Um, so I think that they can hang with Illinois. I'm, I'm surprised to, or I, I'm interested to see rather, uh, what the line is for this game, because I want to see if Michigan state is a home underdog. I think you hammer that. I think you take the underdog in this game, no matter what. Um, because I think this game is close and I do like Illinois as a team. Like when, when, when Cokeburn plays well, dude, they're so, so good. Um, yeah. But I could see Michigan State's athleticism being able to hang with them. Um, another noon game, TCU Baylor. Now, Ryan, have you been following anything going on with Baylor this year? Because they've been confusing to me. I know that at least one of their players has been in, injured for a little bit. Whoever yeah, got injured when they played Kansas. Yeah, and he's he's out for the rest of the season. I forget his name, but I, I know who you're talking about. Oh, oh I didn't realize um, that. Okay. Yes, I believe. I believe he is out for the season, but um, TCU goes to Baylor. Baylor twenty-one and five, so they're not bad. I, and I, I'm not going to say this like no. they're bad, but I think when we get it into our heads as sports fans that like Baylor is a good team, they shouldn't lose games. Like, okay, within the past five games that they've played, they've beat West Virginia, but it was within four-ish points. And then they just got waxed by Kansas on that on I think a Saturday two Saturdays ago. Just got obliterated. Yeah. Um after then, Kansas got obliterated by uh Kentucky at home. Yeah. And then they play Kansas State, kind of get right. And then in a game that I think is going to be close, Texas uh goes to Baylor and Baylor just manhandles them. And then mm-hmm. last night, two nights ago, rather, uh my bad on Wednesday. They play Texas Tech. I think that they can hang with them, and then Texas Tech beats them by 10 points. So I don't know what to make of Baylor, especially when they play good teams. And I don't know if you know this yet or not because, again, we're, we're, we're catching each other up on all this. TCU is a really good team this year. Yeah, I watched them beat LSU. That was a great game. Yes, they're 16. And you told me like, that TCU is a good team in, like, in the past like yes. a couple of weeks. So it's, yeah. it wasn't like a surprise to me. I think T- it was that week before you told me that they were – I did. I think I did. I, 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 I've been watching them and they're really good. They're especially good on the road. They're six and one against the spread on the road, which is incredible. Um, 
they are uh, they have dropped the last two games against Texas Tech. Who I'm going to get to them in a bit, but Texas Tech is just legit. Like they're just really really good team. And Iowa State, which was kind of a head scratcher, uh, but they beat Oklahoma and they've beaten Oklahoma State within the past five games. So like they are a good team, especially as underdogs and on the road. Um, I want to see what that line is before I take it. I think Baylor wins outright because I do think Baylor's just good and they don't really lose the teams unless their teams are like yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. I um, but uh, yeah, watch more TCU. They're fun. The court's weird. Have you seen their court? Yeah. College basketball might have, I, does college basketball have a weird court problem? Yeah. I think most teams have like this, like the same, but there's always like, Three or four that are just yeah. different. To, like can, the fact that Kansas's logo takes up like half the floor. Dude, right? yes, the the Jayhawk and Allen Fieldhouse is mm-hmm. is comically large every time I see. Or it. Memphis plays on a blue court because mm-hmm. you, you know, like in college football, Boise State's got like the iconic blue field, mm-hmm. and then Eastern Washington, yes, the red field, yes, Super Cup yes. Played. yeah. But that's it. Everybody else is just a normal field. Mm-hmm. But basketball is a little different because. You can have like a different shade of color. Like Oregon's got like a weird court. Or, I was gonna bring up Oregon's. Oregon's is weird with the trees. It's crazy. Yes, the trees like everywhere. The NBA, like the Celtics, their theirs is more mm-hmm. iconic as opposed to like how everybody else does their. Yeah, the, the Celtics have like the old school like uh squ- yeah. like square tile. Uh, Squares. Well, everyone else just yeah. has like long tile, mm-hmm. like long pieces of wood going down the floor. Yeah, but uh, yeah, TCU's really weird court. It's like gray. There's like gray everywhere. Yeah. It's really weird. It's it's weird to watch a game on it. Um, so uh, I'm not. We don't have to talk about this game for a, a long time because we're gonna, again we're going to race through a bunch of these. And the game after at 12:30, ooh, Chef's Kiss is going to be so good. But <laughs> Xavier UConn is also another noon game. I would not be surprised if Xavier wins this game. Right when you start to think that Xavier yeah, is bad, Xavier. I hate Xavier too. But the moment you start to think they're bad, they they shock somebody and win. Now UConn has also been a really really good team this year too. So the at-home bump might go to them. Um, Ryan, we get the rematch. Texas Tech at Texas. The Chris Beard revenge tour. Um, I'm still taking Texas Tech by a billion. <laughs> I, 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 I love this. this year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Chris and, Beard turned him into a basketball school. Yes, and then ups and goes to Texas. Mm-hmm. And – Texas is so inconsistent. Like they're just wildly inconsistent. I'm, I'm the most bullish. It's hard to coach a place like Texas just because, mm-hmm. like for football and basketball, because they have such high expectations every year just because of their brand, and they mm-hmm. got like the worst boosters who can't keep their nose out of like where they don't belong. Basically, yes, yeah. Um, and and I'm just bullish on Texas. Like I don't think I think they are a good, not great team. They're good, not great. Um, and Texas Tech just is is beating the hell out of teams. Like they're just beating really good teams and making it like kind of doing yeah. it easily. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, they're not, I don't think they're Auburn level, but they're pretty, they're pretty dug on good. Um yeah, Auburn is for real. Auburn's for real. Auburn's legit. And we may mention them in passing here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um Bama, Kentucky at one. You yep. found this game for us? Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky rolls. Yes, I mean, me too. Alabama, I feel like you've mentioned this in the past where you feel like they're underperforming this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're finally back in the top 25. And they've been playing some pretty decent ball recently. But 
I just think it's too much for them to go into Rupp Arena and win. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, it, that's a tough so place to play anyway. That they're going to pull the upset, but <laughs> they may. They, but no, no, they won't. They won't. Uh, and Bama's Bama's been playing better recently. Um, beat Mississippi State on Wednesday. Beat Arkansas, but they let Arkansas come all the way back and make it a really close game. Um, and then the last time they played Kentucky uh, at home, they lost by eleven. So I expect this line to be somewhere around seven to nine points for Kentucky, uh, and I would hammer Kentucky. I do think that they they run them again. Kentucky is so fast up and down the court that they kind of put so much pressure on you; it's insane. Um, so I agree with you. It, college basketball is weird, but I like Kentucky in that game as well. Um, don't want to talk about this one. We already brought up Auburn. Auburn drops to number two in the rankings behind Gonzaga again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play Florida. I would not be surprised if they wax Florida at no. on the road because Florida is not good this year. No, they're not. They're not that great. Florida's um, pretty, you know, they're usually pretty good, but mm-hmm. not this year. Not this year. Uh, two thirty, we get Iowa at Ohio State. Now, tonight, as of recording, uh, but tomorrow when this comes out, Iowa playing Michigan at Michigan, so they go back to back. Or is it at Iowa? It's at Iowa. Just kidding. So uh, Iowa gets Michigan at home and then goes to Ohio State. Two pretty tough games to play back to back because Michigan is not Michigan is like Michigan State is playing a lot better at this second part of the season. Yeah, Um, there Lenardi has them on the bubble in his latest. mm -hmm. uh, He has them as like uh, first four out. Okay, so I think Michigan kind of has backs against the wall. Has to play well. Ohio State, 18th in the nation. Iowa, one of the fastest. Uh, pace uh, rates of pace in the nation. They get up and down the court, which is very unusual for Iowa uh, as, as far as historically goes for them in, in basketball. Um, do you have any feelings on this game at all whatsoever? Buckeye brain. Ohio state is just all like super inconsistent. Like mm-hmm. in their game, uh, the other was it two. Yeah. It was Tuesday against Minnesota. They looked like they were just sleepwalking out there in the first half. And then they just mm-hmm. flipped the switch in the second half and they just blew them out. Yeah, not a great defensive team. Um, Ohio, they've they've just been really inconsistent when they've had Chris Holtman. Like the talent's there, you just feel like they're almost kind of underperforming. Yeah, yeah, and they have a potential player of the year candidate in EJ Liddell, where I feel like doesn't get enough publicity. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I and I think that, yeah, if 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 they don't have EJ playing well, it's it's tough for them. I think that. I mean, Iowa, again, is really streaky this year. Uh, like the Buc- They haven't been as inconsistent as the Buckeyes, but things have just been weird for the Hawkeyes. Um, uh, like, they'll just go on streaks where, like, they lose to, like, you know, last five they've lost Purdue, lost to Penn State, who they shouldn't have, should not have lost to Penn State. Correct. Um, even on the road. But then they handle uh, Minnesota uh, in a rivalry game, um, score 110 against Maryland. Uh, and then have beaten Nebraska as well by 20. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know the line yet. Take the over. I think that the, there's going to be a billion points scored in this game. Both teams might be up in the 90s. So um, take the over. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, shout out Oral Roberts. Um, uh, we are an Oral Roberts podcast. Uh, shout out Tulsa. Um, I just I love Oral Roberts. 
You know this. I've already brought this of up. Of course you do. Yeah. You, you know you know I love Oral Roberts. So whatever their line is, take it. Um, I just saw – oh, another big SEC game that we get at 4 o'clock, Ryan. Tennessee, Arkansas, the must-bust. Oh. Um, Tennessee, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not watched a ton of Tennessee this year. I have watched Arkansas. I haven't either. Arkansas has got a ton of fighting them, but Tennessee has do. Tennessee has been a really really good team this year, and they are rolling right now. Um, they're nineteen and six. They've won eight out of the last uh, ten games. Um, they've been really 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 good, uh, beating the likes of Kentucky. Mississippi State and Texas A&M in their last five games. Uh, on the flip side, Arkansas, like we mentioned, coming off that loss to Bama, but they got a huge win uh, last um, Saturday. No, not last Saturday. Um, last third Wednesday. Last Wednesday against Auburn, um, got a huge win, uh, and then uh, beat up on the likes of Mizzou this past week as well. Um, and uh, handled Georgia and Mississippi State as well. Uh, I, I just I want to see the line on this so bad. It is in Arkansas, uh, and I really do like Eric Musselman. I do think he is a really good head coach for I Arkansas. So, yeah. um, but this may be the first time I sit down and watch the Tennessee Volunteers play, and I may, I may just take Tennessee no matter what, just to be mm. like I have I have to put an interest right. in seeing how they play. So. Um, run through. Oh, this is another one that caught my eye. Virginia, Miami. So Ooh. that happens at five o'clock. Now, Virginia, the Virginia Duke game, and I, I think we've mentioned this already, was one of my favorite games I've watched this year. Like right. top to bottom, was awesome. Um, do you do you know how good Miami is? They've been pretty decent this year. I mean, I know Dayton beat them. Yes. So they Dayton really need them to keep winning, sort of thing. They're 19 and 7 right now. Uh, they're not a bad team at they're all. Tournament. I'm going to check out bracket, uh, Lenardi's bracketology. Yeah. See. Go ahead and know. look it up. Uh, but um, they, are, uh, they are a really solid team. Now, they dropped a uh, sneaky, really good team in the ACC, Notre Dame. Nobody's talking about them being second uh, Ooh, in the league. You realize that. Yep, they're second in the ACC. Not a big deal, whatever. Um, so on the second, they they dropped one in Notre Dame, and then three days later lost to this the aforementioned Virginia team uh, at Virginia. Um, and then their last three, they've beaten Georgia Tech, who Georgia Tech is a good team as well. Uh, uh, or no, Wake Forest. Beat Wake Forest, who is a good team as well, who they went in as underdogs. Um, I was a projected 10 seed. Yeah, so they're 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 a solid team, they're yeah. a solid team, and then beat Louisville, who's in shambles. So that's whatever. Yeah, I mean, when um, you fire your coach in the middle of the season, that's kind of yes, not great. No. Uh, I like Miami at home in this game. I really do. I think that I think they are legit. Like they're a really good team, and I, I've seen enough of them to uh, to kind of get behind them a little bit. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, Duke, do you like Paulo? I do like him. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a really good player, too. Um, they get Florida State at home. Uh, I want to see what this line is because 
uh, we were talking about it before we got on. Duke at home has not been fantastic this year uh, as far as covering the spread. They've been winning games, not covering the spread. Uh, hope Coach K is okay. Uh, everything I'm hearing is that his health is is all good to come back this week. Um, right. This is just speed dating. Cornell, you know I'm a Cornell guy. Come on. Of course. <laughs> no one likes the Ivy League like I do. Uh, go Big Red Bear. Uh, take down Harvard. Um, I'll be Big Red Bear till I die. Uh, Kansas goes to West Virginia. I used to. This used to be a play for me, okay, Ryan? In football mm-hmm. and in basketball. Anytime Big 12 team has to go to West Virginia, you take West Virginia. Um, West Virginia has kind of sucked this year. They have not been the same team, and Kansas is really good. Uh, Blue blood runs through their veins, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Kind of the last one I want to mention real quick uh, as we finish the speed date. BYU – St. Mary's, 10 o'clock on ESPN2. I really like St. Mary's, dude. I really they're do. Always like, they've always been the one team who can challenge Gonzaga every year. Mm-hmm. And, Consistently. And, yes, and that being said, they just played Gonzaga and lost to them by 16. But Basically. that is challenging Gonzaga in, yeah. in that league, in that league. BYU San Francisco do against them this year because they're doing really well. Uh, San Francisco plays against the I know San Francisco plays to San Francisco plays St. Mary's uh, yesterday tonight when we record. Uh Um, Let me find the last time they play. They play Gonzaga again on uh, the 24th. So there you go. Calling your shot. Um, And. Uh, they lost last time they played Gonzaga by 16, looks like. Is that 16? Eight, eight, yeah, 16. So Gonzaga beat them at home last time by 16, and then the next game is in San Francisco. Um, but San Francisco has been really, really good this year too. The, the game tonight, yesterday, as you're listening to this, San Francisco-St. Mary's is going to be a good one. Um, and so uh, – yeah, BYU – is BYU in that WCC? I'm going to sound like an idiot as a I college basketball fan. I think they are. Let me look that up. Can you look that basketball conference for BYU? Because they play those WCC teams. I think they're in the Big West. Don't quote me on that. We won't quote anybody on anything. In this. this show doesn't even matter anymore. They're on the West Coast Conference. Boom! I knew it because they always play those WCC teams. Yes, let's go. They're joining okay. the Big 12 too soon. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, those teams. uh, BYU, uh, St. Mary's should be good. I really like BYU too. They are not uh, a bad basketball team at all. They've been no. struggling as of recently. Um, but it seems like for those WCC teams, uh, playing Pepperdine is the get right. So, uh, <laughs> they just came off a win against Pepperdine. Um, but they have lost like double digit losses to, San Francisco and Gonzaga within the past. I'm looking at their Gonzaga beat them uh, two weeks ago, like yeah. 33. Yeah. So they lost um, to San Francisco by 14. So yeah. Before so that, not, not, hasn't been great against the powerhouses of the no. WCC. Uh, so take St. Mary's. I mean, I like St. Mary's. I've liked St. Mary's since the beginning of the season. They've looked really they good. Loyola Marymount and Pepperdine, who they just played before that, right? Yep. Like their last two games. Funny yep. how that works out. Mm-hmm. So the get rights. 
Pepperdine's yeah. to get right. Uh, I'm sorry, Pepperdine. I don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> but you are. You're just the, you're the stomping ground of the WCC in basketball. Um, Gonzaga also plays uh, Santa Clara. They're going to beat them by a billion. Okay. Um, so, uh, anyway, Ryan. Gonzaga, they're just too good. They're too good. They are too good. Chet, kind of an alien. Yeah. Probably kind of gonna be the alien. top pick in the draft. Probably going to be the top pick in the draft. Puts a little bit of weight on his body. That boy going to be good. Um, but anyway, do you have anything else to add after my rambling of college basketball? Um, The Flyers play at one. Yes. Shows. They should win that. Should win that one. Their next, their next couple of games are against teams that are below 500. Uh, so they like this. Even though historically or maybe more the past 20 years, St. Joe's has been a place where they ha- they've had not had a lot of success. I mean, I think they beat them in the 2020 for like the first time since like 2000. But St. Joe's has usually been a good team. They haven't been very good for the past couple of years. So they should win that game easily. Yeah. Um, and the only other one I want to add, Notre Dame Wake Forest as well. Does play, I said, Notre Dame, good team, 19 and seven. Wake Forest, 20 yeah, and seven. That. Wow. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're, they may be two and three. I think maybe two and four in ACC rankings right now. Um, so, but Notre Dame goes on the road. That's kind of a big game for seeding going into the ACC tournament. Uh, so keep an eye on that one as well. Okay. Ryan, thank you for letting me just spew college basketball out of my mouth for the past like half hour. No I need problem. it. I, I enjoy this. I, <laughs> I enjoy learning myself, not just our audience. So. It's, it's cathartic. It's cathartic. Uh, but Ryan, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you very much. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe. Do all those things. Reminder, next week, just on Friday, um, and we're going back to just on Friday shows, kind of kind of be structured the same way, unless, of course, there's big news that goes out. Going to go over the Saturday basketball games, going to uh, deep dive into a lot of that stuff. So, um, anyway, thank you all for listening. Yep. Thank you.